Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Zach Omar with Atomic Wings. Welcome, Zach. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Atomic Wings. Absolutely. So Atomic Wings is a brand that was born and raised out of New York City. Uh, The brand was uh, born by my predecessor and founder, Adam Lippin, back in 1989. He actually worked out of Duff's Bar, which is credited for creating the Buffalo wing. Uh, when he came to New York city, he realized there was really no good place to eat wings. So he created this, uh, awesome brand. And, uh, you know, since then we've, we've taken off and we've really, uh, become a, a cultural uh, following here in New York city. And we're hoping to expand throughout America. So now, uh, when he started, did he always dream of it being a franchise or did he just want it to be kind of that one shop in New York? Well, when he started, he always, uh, he always, he, uh, started franchising years later so when he when he opened it was just kind of a one shop he actually opened out of a bar and he started serving wings out of a bar and then uh, from there he kind of uh took off and and opened a couple locations now how did you get involved with the brand so in 2016 our paths had crossed uh i was a franchisee of dunkin donuts at the time and uh adam had reached out about possibly taking uh, about me possibly taking over a territory in Maryland. And we got to talking and, uh, you know, Adam was in the business for about 20 plus years at the time. It was a little burnt out and he had other things going on. And the opportunity came about where, uh, you know, we talked and figured this was the best path forward for the brand. And he realized that, you know, with my background and, and the, you know, expertise that we had, it was the best path forward for the brand. And we, uh, he had sold the company back in 2016. So now, uh, what did you learn from your franchisee experience that helps Atomic Wings franchisees? So one thing I learned, uh, you know, uh, you know, I went to school, did the whole IT background, did the whole Wall Street, and coming into franchising with Duncan and and just in the franchise world in general, um, I didn't realize how hands on it would be and you know, how you still have to operate your location. You still have to hire your employees and you're still in the business of, uh, you know, uh, customer service and and employees. And at the end of the day, it's all on you. Um, one thing that I did realize that's helped me as a franchisor with my franchisees is I don't want to kill them with construction costs, um, building out locations. You know, you don't need the high marble finishes or the high wood end finishes uh, so that's something we're very conscious of. And we, with our franchisees, we understand that this is their hard earned money. And, you know, we, we definitely are empathetic towards that. We want to make sure that they're getting the most out of what they put in and that their return of investment happens a lot quicker than maybe some other franchises. So now you've talked a little bit about your backstory, but uh, can you share a little bit more about how um, far back that uh, the food industry and restaurants are in your family? Yeah, so my father uh, came to America as a as a refugee uh, in 
1981. And he opened the first uh, mobile fried chicken truck outside of One Chase Manhattan Plaza in about 1990. So I was working at that truck when I was about 12, 14 years old. And I worked till I was about 18 at the truck during the summers and serving people fried chicken, you know, uh, office workers, all, all facets. You meet all different kinds of people from the cafeteria worker to, you know, the, the VP. Uh, uh, it, it was really interesting. And I, and I fell in love with uh, that customer service aspect of it, putting smiles on people's faces. I learned a lot from my father in, in terms of how he dealt with every customer and he treated everyone the same and, and just, it was all about delivering good, hot food, fresh food and, and making people's days a little bit better. So now as a high school kid doing that work, you weren't like, why am I doing this? You know, my friends are out hanging out doing what teenagers do. And I'm here in this truck, you know, uh, slinging, you know, chicken. <laughs> it was hot. It was hot in there. Um, but you know, he paid me well, so it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. I was compensated and, you know, wasn't working for free, but um, definitely, you know, summers were long and I got out at about three o'clock. So I was still able to enjoy, you know, the rest of the day uh, going to play basketball and hanging out with my friends. And it did, uh, so and it didn't sour you on, on getting involved in the restaurant industry. So like you Not did at all. No, no. And then, so when you're, when you're telling potential franchisees, you know, cause they're going to, they might have to do some of that too. Right. Yeah. And, and they, they have to love it. Right. They have to. First of all, I always tell prospective franchisees that say, listen, you need to come in to our location, try the food, because if you don't like the food, you can't get behind this brand. Um, you need to love the food. And, and thankfully, everyone that I've met so far and that I brought on as a prospect has loved the food and, and they've had, you know, tremendous things to say about the food. So that's the first part. Second part is you have to love customer service and being able to you know, talk to all different types of customers and, you know, be in a store. Um, some right now we're at a level where we're a growing brand, we're an emerging brand and we want operators that are going to be hands-on. We don't want absentee owners. Um, we want people that are going to be in their stores, care about their stores. And, and that's really who we're looking for. And then, so you're not going after kind of the professional franchisee. You're looking at the person that wants to invest in the community and really, kind of roll up their sleeves absolutely and it's part of a you know i'm a strong believer in that the foundation has to be strong uh so eventually you know that model may change but as of now we're looking for uh, franchisees that are going to be hands-on uh we have a great story there was a uh, two uh young gentlemen who used to do deliveries out of one of our franchise locations and they're they're in college and, and they're about to graduate now they love the brand so much much and they were doing delivery they were delivery guys they loved the brand so much that they convinced their father to back them and open up a location of their own so right now they're in a site selection process of opening up a location and i love stories like that just giving back to folks that you know start as delivery guys and you know hopefully they go on to open 100 locations and become really successful and that's what we're all about now, how does Atomic Wings differentiate themselves from the other kind of wing players out there? Sure. So the biggest differentiator, in my opinion, is our product is fresh and never frozen. Till today, we're still hand cutting our boneless wings and hand breading them. Uh, we take pride in the fact that our food is fresh and, you know, most of our sauces are gluten free. Um, we've, we've delivered this tremendous taste for over 30 years so. 
some of these wing places come in, at come and go. We've, we've been around for a very long time. And um, I believe the freshness and the quality of our product speaks to that longevity. Um, in addition to that, we have, you know, niche segments that, that love the gluten free. Um, you know, people really do appreciate the fact they don't mind waiting 10 minutes or 12 minutes for a fresh product as opposed to something that's under heat lamps or something that's been in cabinet warmers. So everything's fresh to order? Everything is fresh to order. So we don't have any heat lamps in our locations. We don't have any warmers in our locations. And then um, for the folks that are doing this, are they typically like targeting college towns? Like what's the profile of a good location for you guys? So it's all over the place. I mean, um, you know, we have our college kids, but our segment is mostly, I would say, 16 to about 45 years old, men and women, Um, you know, Everyone loves a good wing during, during sports, but it's interesting to, to note that we're busy Monday, you know, Sunday through, uh, through Saturday, not just um, game day, but not just game day. Exactly. Uh, people love wings. I was actually speaking to, uh, the VP of some of these third party apps, Uber eats and, and, you know, Grubhub. And they said that wings are the second most searched term uh, on these websites after pizza. So that just goes to show you the the strength of, of the wing market. And you can pos- probably see that with, you know, guys like Pizza Hut adding wings to their menus, Domino's adding wings to their menus. You know, you have 7-Eleven who added wings. And everyone just, they're trying to just add wings just for the sake of saying they have wings on their menu. So now the menu at an Atomic Wings isn't just wings, though. You have chicken sandwiches, you have burgers. Yeah, we have our crispy chicken sandwich. Uh, we have our tenders, which, uh, which are great, um, uh, you know, hand-breaded and, and freshly made on a daily basis. Um, you know, we just relaunched our tenders in, in original and spicy. And, you know, we have 14 unique flavors to dip them in. And, and so is that kind of uh, very region to region, uh, what's on the menu? We have some regional uh, items that we uh, have limited time offers on, uh, but for our main staple, I would say 85% of our business comes from our wings, our boneless wings, and our tenders. And then the sauces, are they the same in every location? They are the same in every location. And so that doesn't change no matter the region. You might have special uh, specialties. We might have a regional, yeah, if we, if we open in, uh, you know, uh, in, in a different region of America, we might, you know, uh, open up with the regional special or a limited time offer only and, uh, and create a sauce just for that region. And then, um, when a person opens, are they typically, are they opening one, just kind of checking out or are they buying like multiple units? So we're doing multiple units, uh, outside of the New York area. Um, we're doing a, a three store, uh, minimum outside of New York. And then when the customer comes in, are they, is this just for them or can they, is there kind of a catering or a party element to it as well? So they, they would have to order in advance, but there is catering. A lot of that in New York city, we have a lot of office workers, you know, Thursday and Fridays, they, they place the orders ahead of time. You're getting the hundred wing orders, 200 wings, uh, you know, and it's just something that the whole office uh, enjoys. And is that is like the because of New York and the office density? Is that a unique thing, or is like the a typical Atomic Wings taps into the offices as well? I believe uh, you know Atomic Wings taps into offices, uh, you know anywhere that we go into. But our traditional, uh, I guess, uh, guest is 
you know, young professionals that are at home and, and they want something really good to eat. And are they doing it like pickup or are they getting those third party deliveries? How do they, how does that So work it's mostly out? it's mostly pickup and delivery. That's what where uh where our space is uh quick service and that's where we keep our footprint small so that we're doing, you know, quick service type of of, of um I guess that that's who our segment is. It's really delivery and pickup. Now, I've talked to uh, a lot of franchise folks where the pandemic really it didn't hurt their business so much. Uh, it, it kind of helped them in some places that their their sales didn't go down because they were an essential service and they were able to pivot to the curbside and to be able to kind of facilitate the ordering and the pickup. Is that how it worked for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. We had uh, so, you know, depending on location, we had, we had some locations that were up over a hundred percent in sales during COVID, uh, last year. Um, you know, then we have a location that's on wall street where, you know, there's nobody on wall street during COVID. So they were, they were a little less fortunate. Um, but a lot of our locations for the most part had uh, a lot higher sales in 2020 than they, than they had previously. Now, are you looking to grow in certain regions of the country or is it just kind of a full court press nationwide at this point? So right now it's a full court press nationwide. Uh, you know, we, we actually just signed a, a three store agreement out in, uh, in Texas, in, uh, in the Arlington area. Um, but we're, we're, we have a lot of people that are looking to come on board and you should see a tremendous growth from our brand in the, in the near future here. And when you go into a new market, um, is there a strategy that you like your franchisees to kind of uh, uh, do when, like in terms of immersing themselves in the community, getting to know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we don't, we don't uh, collect an advertising fee uh, from our franchisees. And that's done uh, intentionally because we want them to be ingrained in their local communities. We want them to be part of the local community and, and spend that advertising money that they would have given us. Uh, locally uh, and helping those folks, you know, uh, out. So that's something that we always like to do with our franchisees. And, uh, you know, when we go into a new market, we want to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, there's different taste buds all over the nation. So if, if there's something that we can do locally and, and pivot and, and kind of create a local flavor for them, that's something that we like to do. Now, um, Fairly recently, you had a health scare. Can you talk about how that impacted you personally and how that um, kind of affects how you manage Atomic Wings? Absolutely. Yeah. In 2013, uh, uh, I was initially diagnosed with leukemia. That was previous to me uh, uh, getting on board Atomic Wings. I was given a clean uh, bill of health in about 2015, and then I had a relapse in 2018. Uh, I had to have a bone marrow transplant in 2018 and, uh, thank God ever since then I, I've been, you know, given a clean bill of health, but, um, something that it made me realize was I was, you know, 24 hours a day, it was atomic wings and I was taking on a lot. I was doing, uh, you know, I was pretty much wearing 20 different hats, marketing, uh, advertising, product development, R and D, um, going into the stores, training and, what it made me realize is that I needed a team around me, uh, a strong team that I could trust. Uh, and since then, we've brought on uh, quite a number of folks that have helped out with the franchise and helped us uh, grow and, and have brought on great ideas. 
Now, can you share a little bit about how you went about com- uh, creating that team and building that team? Because that's important for everybody out there that has an emerging brand. If you don't have the right folks, it's going to be difficult to scale. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, w- when looking for team members, they have to they have to share your vision. You have to share your vision with them. This is this is where I want to go. Um, you know, I'm open to butting heads and I'm open to different ideas, but the end of the day, this is the path and this is where we want to be. Um, so bringing on folks with, uh, that are going to provide something that you can't necessarily provide, or that's going to provide a different point of view that maybe you haven't thought of and that have, uh, that have ch- you know, check marks, uh, you know, based on the industry that you're in. So they have to have some sort of experience in the industry that you're looking for, uh, or that you're in necessarily. Um, that experience goes a long way and, it just opens your eyes to different facets of the industry. Now, in your career, uh, since you started out kind of with a super large brand that everybody knows, and then you're creating this brand and you're kind of developing the brand uh, through your own efforts, how do you see kind of um, this playing out? How does this story end for you? Well, I believe I've always been a very competitive person. And one of the things, one of my goals, and and I shared that the, you know, the vision has to be the same is we want to be a name that's known throughout the industry, all over the nation and internationally. So, um, you know, hopefully this story never ends for me. (laughs) Uh, You know, we're we're hoping that we we take this thing uh, and, and grow throughout the, the world. And that's that's our hopes for the brand. And how many units do you have right now? We have eleven brick and mortar locations and another nine under construction uh, this year. So we'll have twenty by the end of this year, and we're in talks with a lot of folks uh, to double and triple that number. And then it's right now it's only in the U.S. Right now we are only in the U.S. And then any region you're open to any region. We are open to any region, yes. And then the ideal franchisee, um, are they kind of second act folks? Like what's your ideal franchisee look like? So our, our ideal franchisee is, is someone obviously with the financial, you know, we, we have certain uh, financial, uh, I guess, requirements that they would need uh, to be successful and to make sure that they're healthy enough to, to run a, and operate a location. But our ideal franchisee is someone that has some sort of restaurant experience um, that's worked in a restaurant, uh, you know, knows food costs, labor costs, and uh, financially savvy in that regard. We, we help a lot. We're very hands-on with our franchisees. We train. We have our operations manager that goes around and, and talks to our franchisees on a weekly basis. Uh, but they have to have some sort of knowledge of the industry. And that knowledge of the industry, it could be food truck knowledge as well, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, so they they don't necessarily have to own their own restaurant. They could have worked no, in the no, industry. No, no, uh, Yeah, I, I just you know as long as they they are familiar with what it takes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Maybe manage their own restaurant is yeah. okay. Um, and if somebody wanted to learn more, have more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, what's the website to go to? Uh, they could go to www.atomicwings.com or they could email us at info at atomicwings.com. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success, Zach. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. Mm-hmm.